The Smiths. Objectively, choosing to name your band after the number one most common last name in the US and UK might seem counterintuitive, but that was exactly the point. In the words of lead singer Morrissey, quote, it was the most ordinary name and I thought it was time that the ordinary folk of the world showed their faces. In addition, Morrissey wanted to contrast the band names he saw as pretentious that arose in the 80s pop scene. Two years after their formation in 1982, the band released their debut self-titled album featuring one of their most popular songs, This Charming Man, along with lesser-known and sometimes controversial songs such as Suffer Little Children, a slightly disturbing piece that touched on the more murders of the 60s, even going so far as to mention one of the victims by name, highlighting to listeners Morrissey's eccentric and at times grotesque subject matter. The song Still Ill is a unique example of this, and the band's post-punk alternative rock feel that would go on to largely influence the genre we may think of as indie rock as it is today. Despite being together for only five years before their split in 1987, the Smiths have kept up a dedicated fan base throughout the years. In 2002, the British music magazine NME named the band the most influential artist ever, even over the Beatles. I'm Bella Dix, you're listening to I've Got Ox on Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7, and this is Still Ill by the Smiths. in your eye Oh, ask me why and I'll spit in your eye But we cannot cling to the old dreams anymore No, we cannot cling to those dreams Does the body rule the mind or does the mind rule the body? I don't know Welcome back to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7. You're listening to I've Got Ox, and that was Still Ill by The Smiths. Today, our blind listener is Gavin, so he's never really listened to this song before. First time. So I just, I'm curious right off the bat to know like what are like your thoughts on the song, because I know you listen to The Smiths in general, so you're not a complete newbie to them, so like... Just like thinking about how it fits into like their overall like discography and other types of music um it's one of those songs like and when you're picking the song i had to like listen to it for a second because it sounds like so many of their other songs in a certain way like it's very it sounds very smiths and i think you were saying that the whole album kind of has a similar sound to it so it's very comforting in that way to, it sounds i'm used to the sound of it so it wasn't too new in that way but also the lyrics aren't very new to me either like the the, the themes that he's talking about and just the way he's sings about things in such a depressed way are very uh, familiar, but I did appreciate the instrumentation and it was interesting. Cause like you, you kind of just blend the way he's singing in music and just into the whole like Smith Smith's experience, but like they're very different things. And I feel like there are a lot of bands that play the music like they do, but have singers that kind of complement it in a different way. And so it has a totally different sound, but the, uh, with his voice, it just creates a whole new, whole new, like, palette of of sound it's kind of cool they're also one of those bands like that you listen to the song you're like this is so fun and then it's the lyrics like it's always the lyrics all of the songs that we've listened to (laughs) yeah so kind of going off that obviously there is a very depressing theme here (laughs) and actually um when i was doing research like in general i found that there is in fact a scientific study that went on 
that shows how popular the Smiths is with depressed people. <laughs> like someone studied this. So it's not just like a stereotype necessarily. I thought that was pretty funny. And what what are your thoughts, Allie? Because I know you listen to the Smiths too. And we were talking about how objectively Morrissey is not the best of persons, but it's hard not to like them. So what are your thoughts? Definitely. I think we have this weird modern, like new standard of being for artists that did not used to exist a long time ago. So Morrissey's definitely an interesting character and sort of like Gavin was saying, I think the song sounds a lot like this charming man, just as far as I think the chorus yeah. maybe reminds me of that. You can kind of substitute some of those lyrics for still mm-hmm. ill. Um, but I think what I like most about the Smiths is a, how dramatic they are like from Morrissey <laughs> the to the part, drama, yeah. like to Johnny Marr. And I think this one Mars riff kind of stands out a lot. And I think that there's like, this combativeness between Morrissey's vocals and Johnny Marr's riff, which, you know, you could take many different directions. Many different therapy sessions have probably been held about that. (laughs) Um, But I like it. I mean, in short, Mm -hmm. I don't think it's anything above and beyond their other stuff. I have a lot of other favorite songs. Mm -hmm. This isn't like my favorite of their releases as far as album goes. But Mm -hmm. like Gavin said, there's nothing I would say groundbreaking about this specific song. But it it sounds a lot like This Charming Man. Yeah, I agree. It sounds a lot like Joy Division as far as... (laughs) The bass goes. I see that. I see that. Immediately, what I thought of. I'd like to see like uh, someone do a mashup of some of their songs and see if people would notice because they sound so similar. It's like you could substitute choruses from different songs into that Mm -hmm. and like verses and vice versa. It's kind of cool. They all sound similar. It's funny because um, obviously, so the song is off like their very first album, and like. I realized I hadn't really thought about it much before, but this charming man is the only song that really anybody knows off the album. Like there's not even, I mean, I just, I had gone through a little bit of a phase where I had just listened to all their music. And I feel like that's just how I knew this song. It kind of stuck in my head, but all of the other ones are very like obscure, like never really had their time in the, in the sun. Like it was just this charming man, Mm. which I thought was really interesting because I never really like noticed that. Mm -hmm. It's like they had a form like a a formula for the album of like the, what worked for them when they were playing. Mm -hmm. And this charming man was just like the, the best version of their formula and it was just like the, yeah. the best like they're all kind of mm-hmm. similar but that was the best one the um, charming man is also very like poppy and palatable yeah, yeah. it's the, it's enjoyable. much more easier and to swallow yeah. than he's, intellig- he's intelligible while he's yeah singing. and exactly. it has a little yeah. bit he's not moaning yeah, halfway yeah. <laughs> there's a lot of moaning in this song this is true which aligns with like a lot of the message and the meaning but it's mm-hmm. always funny morrissey's always whining yeah, yeah. it's I lo- his thing i love what you said about the drama the of it because it's so much of like so much of their songs are more so just been like it's it's very much like a self journey their music kind of because he's always like this is my life and i don't know what's going on like you know <laughs> or like, like it's always i don't know i don't know i'm just everything sucks and nothing is going right like please let something go right like it is definitely that whiny sort of like I'm depressed and I'm singing about it. So like drama is the perfect word because it does come off very much as like whiny child. I was trying to like read along with the lyrics while we were listening to it. In the last verse where he says, under the iron bridge we kissed and although I ended up with sore lips, it just wasn't like the old days anymore. Like this Mm -hmm. man is like, like basically making out with a girl at a bridge. He's like, yeah, but it's it's just like, it sucked. Like it it wasn't good. And like he has something to complain about every time he does anything. I feel like no matter what. Knock, knock. 
let's talk about the homosexual vibes of this song because <laughs> oh, that's no. where yeah, I when you said girl I was that like, hmm. I think oh sorry well, no 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 I think you're right I think in this verse he's talking about kissing a girl yeah, and, and when he's he says like, well it's not the thing anymore his lips are sore still ill because back then like homosexuality was often described as like an illness and you're mm-hmm. just oh, sick so the song and is about homosexuality it's definitely it's him questioning yeah. like what am what I am still I? sick am I sick or is this just how it is yeah. like you know and it, it was um when I was like kind of really like listening to the song and getting the hang of it, like obviously that line is you guys interpreted it like perfectly, but just the idea of like, oh, like I'm doing, I'm, I'm kissing someone. I've always liked it and I'm just bored now. And I'm wondering like, is this, is this just not who I am? And mm. I'm sad about it and the, yada, yada, yeah. So what's the old days referring to then in that line? Like it just wasn't like the old days. Is that referring to? Probably. Well, he's questioning himself because I think at least what I noticed like in my research and such is he, a lot of people, he's never, um, he's never denied anything, but he's never said anything. And it seems as though as the, especially like, in the beginning of their career, he was still having this like inner journey of like, I mean, he dated girls. He was, I mean, he so was like, a rock star in the eighties. Like so Healy. you can see what is going to happen there. <laughs> and so like, it's definitely him just like questioning himself. Like he hasn't like, he's not sure about that part of himself yet. And also the eighties, like were a time where views were really starting to like get yeah. a little more progress- progressive. Like people were changing with some of the very like, um, strict tradition that had like been so pertinent before and so I think it's like him with the world being like maybe this is a thing that isn't completely negative like yeah. it's not a sickness and I, I think maybe 2016 2017 he came out with an autobiography a book about his life I don't know Marcy is one of those people who's like I don't like labels so he comes up with weird labels for everything he does <laughs> so I'm sure he called it not an autobiography or something else Self-reflection. but I think in a lot of old interviews and even the one that I'm like sort of thinking of he re- he never says that he's gay or straight he always says I'm attracted to humans yeah. and I think in his autobiography he discussed at least having a relationship with one man mm-hmm. so I and a lot of Smith's songs I think there's obviously everything's melancholy and there's so many roots to that and he's depressed and blah, blah, blah. But a lot of them do have that undertone of like the very core of your identity being associated with other people and the relationships that you have with them. There's so much strife there. So I wouldn't say it's, I think a lot of people, I read this article that was like, Morrissey sort of hints that he's gay and everybody rolls their eyes because it's like, (laughs) we've known since 1984, friend. this is a little obvious. Even in this charming moment where he says like, I book myself in at the Y, wink, wink. (laughs) We we know. And it's just interesting in, in light of the fact that he has this like, conflict with himself or like with i guess with society and like social norms it makes sense that his music is so it's so colored by that like he everything that he does has he feels like he's being judged or he's being he has to keep it under wraps and so his only expression is kind of bitterness towards the society that's kind of Mm -hmm. ostracizing him and that comes out in his music Mm -hmm. a lot definitely really well a lot of it um even like in the very beginning of this song he says um England is mine, it owes me a living, which is, I liked what you said about like this sort of bitterness towards his life and uh, definitely their music is very much tainted with a sense of like resentment towards, yeah. yeah, towards what's happening to them. And I realized that the England is mine line is like, um, it's a, 
what it, it's like a he's touching on the idea of like colonization and like you know just like these big um these general like problems that he's always like bringing up with oh yeah the like world. It belongs to the people like yeah he, the whole thing was that okay. he's doing like what england does to other countries like he's going to do it to england he's going to take it and say this is mine and you have to give me what i'm owed and if you ask me like that's a stupid question i'm just i'm just gonna tell you you're ridiculous i'm gonna spit in your eye like why would you even ask that like it's definitely like the mocking tone that is kind of like um you can notice like throughout their music of like oh the world is so messed up like you know yeah Mm -hmm. and uh, he's a pretty stark vegan even back when it wasn't hip so he they've always been angry at society i think there's so much like truth and merit to that i think sometimes they're just kind of jerks a little back on it i think one of my favorite things about the smiths is how like subtly aggressive they are i just love how in so many songs and choruses it's like annoy me and i'll punch you in the throat i'll drop kick you i'll spit in your eye there's something about Uh it that i find so just funny because it it, you know i think there's this emphasis on you know behaving civilly and being a good person but once in a while you're like man i just want to spit in someone's eye if they really test me i know like girlfriend in a coma is a perfect (laughs) version of that because i love the mellowness of the song he's like there's times when i wanted to literally bash your head in and you're listening to it you're like oh my gosh like, but, but i would hate, but i would hate for anything to happen but to that him. would suck but like yeah. i want to yeah. like the tension yep. with violence is there <laughs> yeah he's well definitely i don't know i'm not i don't want to speak for his for his trauma but like i feel like there's definitely a childhood issue that he had either with family members or, or his, some some sort of trauma in his life that just kind of came to fruition and anger towards everything and, and <laughs> yeah. certain things like yeah maybe he didn't grow up maybe he didn't have like a traumatic traumatic experience with the beef industry or something and so he became <laughs> yeah. a vegan. it could just be somewhere and he channels his anger and his <laughs> his uh, t- attention because he his, doesn't want to deal with maybe another struggle that he's dealing with in his life oh are you therapizing more right well <laughs> millions I wanna, of times i just i wanted to point something out <laughs> That I had this realization a couple of weeks ago that I remember when I was really little, my mom first introduced me to the Smiths. It was around the same time that like classical music was, I was aware of the th- idea of classical music and De- Debussy. And I thought they were the same person for years. <laughs> Debussy Classic Morrissey. So, so I was like, man, this guy's really cool. Like he writes really cool like <laughs> piano pieces, like Claire de Lune, like <laughs> amazing. And then he also writes really cool, like frankly, Mr. Shipley, fun songs. Like, uh, that yeah. is hilarious. So, Really got that I gave him a lot there. of credit that I don't think he was probably due, but <laughs> my, still a great artist. My favorite personal anecdote is one of my best friends back home. She like paid an obscene amount of money to go see Morrissey up in Denver. For, oh, wow. for what reason? I don't know. Made fun of her for a while. <laughs> but she came for back sure. and she, tell, she told me it was like one of the most violent concerts she had ever been to. It was the most weird assortment of people, like all ages, all different types, but they were moshing to Morrissey, which is quite literally one of my favorite things to ever I think like if you're going to a Morrissey is concert... Is there a video? Like, I wish. <laughs> I feel like the people going to a Morrissey concert, only thing they have in common is that they're angry. Yes, yes, they're exactly. Not, there's, there's so much pent up. Which is great because you get a great diverse group of people, but their emotions <laughs> are not diverse at all. <laughs> they're just angry and potentially homosexual. Yes. <laughs> Speaking of the, this is just a funny little thing I heard when, especially when you were talking about like the whole vegan vegetarianism thing and 
Meet is Murder was like one of their biggest like hits back in the day, you know. But I heard yeah. that in 2007, I think it was, he performed at Coachella and he got a whiff of meat in the air and <laughs> oh, stormed no. off stage because he could smell the meat, <laughs> which I just think is like a perfect example yeah, of just diva. like diva for sure (laughs) like oh is that me that i smell like i'm leaving like people have other ideas besides me (laughs) trying to have a good time (laughs) yeah that just goes hand in hand too with like the whole celebrity persona these days that insists that you conform to all their ideas and like Mm -hmm. they're like go to extremes that like normal people don't need to go to they're like oh i'm going to boycott all such and such thing because it's evil and people are like well i'm a normal person and i'm like i don't have the means to just like not fly in airplanes like and like Nike. yeah like, <laughs> like i'm Nike sorry shows. but yeah i'm sorry that you have the money to have alternatives but i right. just don't because kohl's only sells a certain amount of brands so <laughs> but that just kind of goes along with it like yeah vegan's not necessarily an option for everybody but Mm-hmm. Or she would like it to be, probably. Hey, just for uh, the people who are just tuning in right now, you are listening to Radio Free Hillsdale 101.7. This is I've Got Ox, and we're just here discussing the song Still Ill by the Smiths, just analyzing some of the themes and talking about the lyrics. So going back to kind of the lyrics we were talking about, I know that we all kind of agreed that um, the chorus, does the body rule the mind or the mind rule the body? is like... Mm very interesting it can be interpreted in a lot of ways like questioning yourself like not even just in terms of like your sexuality but like even how he sings it kind of the tone of like this is kind of scary like i don't really know like how i feel about this yeah he just kind of gives up when he says i don't know yeah Mm -hmm. i don't know like especially the word choice i mean i know it's kind of a common phrase like rule the body rule the mind Mm -hmm. but like even the term rule as of itself it's not control it's assuming some sort of authority power and authority it's like what rules what yeah something about that phrase that i feel the context is that talking about like vices yes like, mm-hmm. yes. And so that's kind of him presenting how his actions are being viewed by the public that he's like, you guys see my vices as you would call them. And do, am I going to, am I going to let them rule me or am I going to rule them? And in the end he doesn't know. And that's kind of his, I feel like his whole personal conflict through life has been kind of summed up. I don't want to sum him up in two words, in two phrases, but that's yeah. like, it kind of. The whole thing like, is this natural or am I just like controlling my urges? Yeah. In and a way? Ill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think my favorite lyric is probably for there are better sides to life and i should know because i've seen them but not very often i know and i think you know that kind of plays into same bro yeah it's just it's really sad it's like like i know they're there but do i see them barely and i feel like that's what morrissey is is he's such a good songwriter and artist that he can objectively see certain things in life but whether or not he can be a participant in those Mm -hmm. things it is a different question yeah that's like his whole sadness is being aware of good things like you said but like it's worse than not even knowing mm-hmm. like mm-hmm. Well, thank you so much for listening you've been listening to i've got ox on radio free hillsdale 101.7 fm